We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? We recorded this episode before all the news about COVID-19 broke. Like a lot of people right now, we've changed our plans about doing our viral renewal ceremony this summer, and we still don't know exactly what we're doing. So, babe, what we doing? Oh, babe, you tell me what we're doing. I don't ever tell you what we're doing. You always tell me what we're doing. That's true. What's your motto again, babe? Whatever you want to do, Kadeem. <laughs> well, right now, the viral renewal is TBD because IDK. I don't know. But even with things not going how we planned, this episode is all about why we wanted to do a vow renewal to begin with and what we've learned about being married for the past decade. So we hope this brings you a little bit of joy and escape right now. So, babe. What's up? Deadass, would you marry me again? Of course. For real? Of course. The whole shebang, you know, the the walking down the aisle and the flowers and all that. This time you can get whatever you want. <gasps> For real? Dead ass. Okay. Hey, I'm Kadeem. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. It's story time, guys, and I'm going to take you guys back to 10 years ago as to why Kadeen and I are getting remarried. Even though we didn't get divorced, we're getting remarried. Well, um, this was 2000 and I'm taking you back 11 years. Actually, 2009, we're planning a wedding. Uh, we just came back to Brooklyn, and I'll never forget, Kadeen and I had this idea of how we wanted to get married. And... It was on an island somewhere, our closest friends and family. We had it all mapped out. We were going to do a destination wedding. And then both of her moms were like, you know, this person don't fly. You know, this person can't travel. You know, this person ain't never getting on no plane. So then Kadeen and I conceded because we realized that this wedding really ain't about us. Nope. (laughs) You being the firstborn, me being the firstborn. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, really no. about us. It was really about our parents and their abilities to put their vision on how we should get married. And at the time, we were very, very young. So we were just like, okay. You right. know, because we wanted to make everybody else happy. She wanted to make her mom happy. I wanted to make my mom happy. We ended up inviting 375 people. Oh. About uh, 345 of those people I never really talked to <laughs> anymore so what at the was the end point? of the me- at the end of the wedding you and I were exhausted and um I don't even really remember what happened it was a blur it was a blur but I do remember us falling asleep 
And I, I said to Kadeen, if I could do this again, I'd do it totally different. We'd do it our way. You're my kind. Ooh. Mm, this is oh, oldie but baby. Goodie. I got what you want. You got what I want. And we were made for each other. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Forever mine. <laughs> I love this song. So listen, and listen, I'm guys. I'm so glad because it gets better with time. It does time. get better with time. Oh, hey. Oh, girl. That's my favorite part. <laughs> for, for each, each other. other. We were made for each other, right? Oh, man. That's dope. Let me I tell love something. that song. That's an oldie but goodie. Shout out to the OJs. Where they yes. at? Kadeen and I do date night mm-hmm. every Friday. Mm-hmm. And every Friday on the way home, we driving, or if we're not driving, we're in the back of a, a car. We're holding hands and we're listening to this song. Yes. That's become like our thing. Yes. It's become our ritual. I didn't realize that, but it, it has. has. It has. It definitely has because yes. this is almost like our reminder as to why we're doing this mm-hmm. because we both get so caught up in like the day to day. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. Like it's it's crazy. I think about it. Here we are 10 years later and it's, you know, we've gotten the questions about like, why a vow renewal? Like, what's right. the point? Like, you guys are married already. My father, especially, he was just like, I hear you guys are doing something yes. again. Why? People do that after like 25, <laughs> 50 years. I'm like, who knows if we have 25 or 50 years That's left. That's true. So that we totally true. believe in um, being able to celebrate each other again. But I mean, all season, we've been leading up to this point, guys. Yes. This point. So yes. once we leave you here, I don't know. Are we going to be back again before the vow renewal or not? I'm not even sure at this point. I'm not sure either. For I'm season not sure four, how the, but how the we've, we've kind of walked you guys through a couple different episodes, scenarios, yes. things that we've been working on um, together, things that we've been working on um, individually right. as well. Um, so we've had all the episodes this season kind of come to this point, this point. Right. where the excitement is building around um, Deval and I renewing our vows. So. Well, let me ask you a question. How were you feeling in, in that moment, getting ready to get married? You know what's funny? In that moment, mm-hmm. leading up to the wedding, of course, there was excitement that I felt because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, this is my wedding day. Some women don't dream of their wedding day. Right. I was that girl that was like, you know, give me a fake bouquet on the playground because I'm going to be somebody's bride so one this day. this was your dream. This is so one of your this was it. And then being the first girl... You know, my mom, of course, was like, my daughter's getting married, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and then being the first granddaughter, the first niece, like there were so many people invested in Uh this wedding um, that I was just excited about being able to have this event with my family, my friends, and of course you. Right. Not thinking about. Of course you. You know, like all of those people. And then, of course, you too, Deval. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you want to join yeah. in. You know? You know what I no, mean? No, but that's really how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> no, but Be I'm, honest. No, I'm saying that to say, like, there were so many people on my side, at least just invested in me in the mm-hmm. wedding process, that, you know, I was excited about that. However, those same people that were so excited about this wedding, like I had said before, I think maybe in a previous podcast or even in one of my blog posts, like... I wasn't really prepared for marriage, per se. Well, I'm, I'm not even talking about the And we've spoken about that part. I'm talking about just the wedding. Go, yeah, I won't go into depth about that. But the wedding itself, 
How were you feeling about the wedding? I was I was feeling great. I felt like it was going to be a great party. Um, I was a little disappointed, though, because mm-hmm. I did want to do the wedding the way we initially said, which mm-hmm. was, you know, have a nice little three-day getaway somewhere with our family and friends, kind of make it like a big vacation. Mm-hmm. So it felt like kind of like a weekend-long thing, and it wasn't just one day where people came for a couple hours and that was it. Um, and I was slightly disappointed um, because of all of these demands that we were getting from our families about, like who had to be involved and who needs to come and who can do what and you know that really took the power away from us a little bit I was Um, over it so yeah yeah that part was very stressful I mean but you know I was happy to put on a dress and walk down the aisle to you and watch you cry at the altar when you said your vows are you gonna cry this time around I wanna know no I cried in part because that wedding was mad expensive. And I was sitting there thinking about, damn, after this day is over, I still got to live my life. Mm. And I got a lot of responsibilities. You were thinking about all that on Yo, the wedding day? Let me, let me tell you something. There's, there's such a big difference between how men and women view these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Um, just recently, they were talking about um, Ronaldo. They who? Um, on Well, Social media, everybody's talking oh, about Ronaldo okay. and how he makes, um, I think he makes 80 to $90 million a year. Mm-hmm. And he gives his wife an allowance. Mm-hmm. And the allowance she gets is, I think, $100,000 a month or it's like a million dollars a year of an allowance. Okay. And a ton of women were just like, that's not enough. That's not enough. Really? Because he makes so much money, she should, she should at least get more than that. It should be an unlimited amount. <sighs> and... I I'm was like, I'm like over here. And like, this must is recent. Be nice. This is recent. Like you know, you you get a hundred thousand dollars a month allowance. Now, he didn't say that she has to spend that allowance on the mortgage or no. That's just an allowance. That's your money. You can you get a million dollars a year, tax free, just to blow on whatever. To do nothing, just to blow on whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just heard a lot of of women just saying how it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And I remember getting married and thinking, talking to my boys and thinking like, am I going to be, to be able to please my wife no matter what I do, mm-hmm. how much money I make? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking about that like right before the wedding. Because remember, I wrote my vows the right the night before right. because I wanted my vows to be organic. I wanted them to be genuine and I wanted to think about what I was saying. But you and I were going through a lot during this wedding process. We were. I was beefing with my parents. I was beefing with you. I was beefing with your mom. I felt like a lone soldier Mm -hmm. in this whole thing because I didn't really have anybody who was, you know, with me Mm -hmm. on this. You know, you Mm -hmm. and your mom were together and you and your girls were planning and doing your thing. And I just felt like everything was taken away from me. It's true. And I really didn't get a chance to enjoy the moment because it was kind of out of my control. Like, fine, you want to do this, I want to do this. And then we was arguing so much Mm -hmm. that the wedding just became daunting. Mm -hmm. And I really started to think like, dang, like, am I going to be able to give this woman the life that she wants after this day? Wow. And it was, it was like daunting to me. And it's crazy because when I think back to who I was, I was like, what, a 26 year old Kadeen at the time. Um, I guess it was very immature of me, which I could say in retrospect, um, very immature of me to feel, I guess, as if I was entitled to or should have had certain things that I wanted on that wedding day. 
You know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, you did dream about it. This is your wedding. and Yeah, at this, but at the same time, too, there was probably also, too, a very unrealistic idea that I did have about it. Like, I wasn't thinking about life after that day, per se. Right. Because I think, in part, too, you had created um, kind of a security blanket or, like, a comfort zone for I, me. I, and I wanted to. Right, which right. I kind of was just like, all right, well, we'll be all right. Like, Right. We'll get past this day. You know, I know my parents had put aside for, mm-hmm. you know, some money for for their daughter's first, you know, their daughter's mm-hmm. wedding, their first daughter's wedding. So I know my parents had had some money set aside for that. Um, and of course, you know, little extras that I wanted, my mom was like, all right, well, I can probably pull a little, little money from here, a little money from there and get that mm-hmm. done. Um, you know, your parents, well, I don't think they set aside money because usually nah, in parents, our culture, that my... like the groom side doesn't really necessarily. No. Pay. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, y'all my on parents your own. were like, yeah, I have, uh, he's his son. He got it too. Like I was yeah. just coming out of playing football. So that's another thing too. So your and parents were kind of like, well, that's what y'all want to do. That's what y'all want to do. I had a do- uh, had a sister in private school, and my brother was in college. Right. So it was, or he might have just gotten out of college. Right. But they had other responsibilities. Right. And, so we couldn't expect for them to just be like, here, right. guys, here's money to just spend on the wedding that y'all want. Right. Um, you know, but at the same time too, we were getting demands. So I know that was frustrating for that you was mad because you were like, for me. okay, y'all ain't pitching in, but, but I got to pay for this person, this and, person and that person. person. Yeah, and it's just like you know, and come that's, on. That's how I felt. I felt like I was getting demands from both sides of the family, mm-hmm. and like at least for you. You and your mom sat down and was like, well, this is what you want. Y'all had a plan and y'all created something. Mm-hmm. For, like, no one sits down with the groom and says, what's your plan? Like, your dad don't sit down with you and say, what's, what do you want your wedding to look like? Right. So, for me, it's just like people <laughs> coming to me with bills right. or demands. These people have to come. And I remember having a conversation with my mom. Um, my mother and my father created their list of family. Because, of course, whenever you get married, it's not just my family and your family. Mm-hmm. It then goes to my mom's family and my dad's family, right. your mom's and your dad's, and it has to be equal right. so that everyone feels like they're treated fairly. Right. Or like their people are represented evenly. Right. So now I got to think about four families. <laughs> right. And no one's coming to me with the checkbook. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was stressful. Right. The The five months prior to our wedding was probably the it most was stressful definitely part. super stressful. Uh, and we had just us. moved back to this apartment. Yeah, yeah. And then I was not making any money. Right. That The hardest part about that for me was that I just got cut and I wasn't making money. Mm-hmm. I had my severance pay and I had some money saved. But there was money and, also invested in the homes that you purchased. So yes. I always want to be sure to let people know, like, it's not like we were out here just frivolously spending money on a wedding and no. we had nothing else. A lot of the money that we had was tied up in investments and in property. Right. So we could, like, at that point, it was like, well, the money's there. Like, there was no liquid yeah. cash to then use for these, you know, But even events. still, though, that's not, I have I have capital, but my capital is tied up in investments. So that's not money I can get access to. So I had to ask mm-hmm. my dad. Mm-hmm. I had to ask my dad for an advance right. until I sold one of the properties. Right. And my father gave me the advance. But still, even with the money he gave me, I still had to live. Right. Like, like I, I had to pay for the wedding, and then we had to live afterwards. Right. So think about your thought process going into the wedding. You're mm-hmm. thinking dream, Cinderella, mm-hmm. beautiful gown. I'm excited yep. to party. I'm thinking, yep. oh, shit. <laughs> Like July fourth, we gonna be good. July fifth, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm gonna this. do? Rent is due August first. Yep. So um, it was stressful. Like right. that. Like our wedding was, and it's important to talk about this because if you think about cultures, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like in the black culture, we try to assimilate to other cultures mm-hmm. and try to do the same things that they do, mm-hmm. especially as black Americans, right? Because our history was taken from us. Because we were brought here 
from the islands. We were brought here from Africa. So our history and our culture was stripped of us, and now we're here in America, and we're forced to assimilate to American culture, right? So you watch American culture, and a lot of American culture comes from generational wealth that was built on the backs of black people. Mm. So during the time when... If you're white, for example, you could pay for your daughter's wedding because you had land, you had businesses, right. you had property. So when it came time to pay for your daughter's wedding or, or give your daughter away, you could pay for a wedding, right? Mm-hmm. So now as black Americans, sometimes I feel like we try to simulate to that culture, but we don't come from generational wealth. No. Fancy so, generational debt. <laughs> ex- ex- no, absolutely. That's, that it's, is exactly generational so, debt. Yeah. So now where I'm expecting your parents to come and pay for the wedding and we have a grand wedding. No, it's on me. Mm-hmm. It's on me. And and a lot of times, it's not only on me, it's on us. Right. So that stress and those stresses causes a lot of friction while planning a wedding. And mm-hmm. I don't think that we as a young uh, group of black Americans discuss that a lot. Right. We just watch TV. We watch the Kardashians. We watch uh, Platinum Weddings. We watch all those things. My Super Sweet 16. And we say, I oh, yeah, want that. I forgot that. about those shows growing Remember? up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about that. During the 2000s, because we got married 2010, during the 2000s when My Super Sweet 16 Platinum Weddings were all oh, like yeah. big on MTV. Whose wedding is it anyway? Remember That's that actually stuff? how I found our wedding Say planner. yes to the dress. Yes, all those, yeah. So these are the sure. images that we were seeing. There's this aspirational you know? lifestyle, a lot of those shows that people are just like, wow, that's how I want things to be. And I mean, right. social media now is only an extension of that because right. now that we we don't necessarily have those shows on networks. You have, you know, Instagram pages every day. and everything every is day. in your face every day about, you know, Pinterest boards, about things that you aspire to have regardless of the event. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And you can it's, talk about being immature, but I was immature, too, because I wanted to give those things to you. Right. And I just didn't know how. Right. So I was hard on myself, but I was like, I'm going to do it by any means necessary. And And me being an immature man was trying to be who my father told me I was supposed to be, right? My father told me that when it comes to finances, my wife should never have to stress about finances. I said this on social media so many times. It was my responsibility, especially if I'm going to ask you to have my children, it is my responsibility to make sure that your life is as easy and peaceful as possible because you're responsible for carrying and bearing children. That's something I can't help with. So... For me, it was like, I got to find it by any means necessary and I got to get it done. But it did put a lot of stress on me. Right. And I watched my father when, when he was laid off, when he was when he was going from job to job after um they started doing cuts at Chase Bank because he's a mainframer. Mm-hmm. I never saw my father stress in front of my mom. My father used to talk to me as his son about things, but he never said, he, my mom never knew that there were any issues. Right. And it was like, oh, okay, we could do this. Mm-hmm. And then he would, you know, go into his 401k if he needed to. Right. Um, and always find a way. Always find a way. And now he used to say that was his job. So at this point, I'm thinking this is my job as the man, even though I'm a young man trying to figure out my path in life. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to provide for my fiance to become my wife so I can prove to her that I'm able to do the things that she needs. And the immaturity comes from me not saying that, you know what, babe, I need to do the things that you need, not necessarily do all the things that you want. No, I hear that. And at that time, I didn't even necessarily know what I needed. Right. All I knew was what I wanted to happen because of these grand dreams that I had about my Mm -hmm. wedding day. 
Um, and still, it, it fell short in the end because I felt yeah. like the feelings internally that I was supposed to have as I'm walking down the aisle with my husband, like leading up to those days, like the moments that I felt like we should have been enjoying those last couple of days, just being like fiance and fiance. We didn't have that. I feel like we were so stripped of that, you know, with all of the extra things. Um, But yeah, it's funny because you, I think to this day, you still don't even really sweat when it comes down to just like finances and things like that. One thing I will say 10 years later, or what one thing we've learned over the past 10 years is to definitely be more vocal about wants and needs and finances. Right. So we literally have one day in the month on both of our calendars, it's synced yeah. on our phone, uh-huh. where we you know sit down. we sit down together and we discuss finances, money coming in, money mm-hmm. going out, um, money owed to us, you know, plans for yes. different business ventures that we have. And it's been very helpful lately because things that used to kind of slip my mind sometimes, like, oh, shit, did I pay the pay- cable bill this month? Like, oh, no, we have right. no cable. Like, there's just so many working parts. So we now, yeah, we have to kind of hold each other accountable. And Deval has also helped me in a sense because he's a little bit more business savvy when it came down to things like just getting my credit back up, you know. Mm-hmm. Or establishing credit. That's something that I was never really privy to growing up. My parents didn't really talk much about finances. my father was on me with that. So, yeah, having had that, you know, influence from your dad and my parents kind of just handled everything. um, I learned a lot from you in that sense. So now here we are (laughs) planning a vow renewal, knowing that, okay, it's not going to be as extensive as the wedding was. But at the same time, too, we can really maximize the experience based off of the resources we have now and the people we really want to be there. But that also leads me to the other why. Okay. Other than just the wedding aspect of it, is the actual marriage. Of course. Since we ultimately went into debt trying to live up to this expectation that that we thought was the American dream, Mm -hmm. our marriage started very, very rocky, especially the first five years. Yes. And And, and we had a honeymoon baby. Yes. Jackson came right after. So it Jackson was like came right after. big wedding. And then it's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do the now? Only, the and only then thing pregnant. in the beginning of our marriage that I will never, ever regret is that we had a honeymoon baby and my baby boy came immediately. We went to Jamaica as two yes. and we came back as three. As three. That was <laughs> there was no mistakes there. That was that was that was it. Like that was the right. That was sure. why everything sure. happened. Like I don't believe. I don't. I really don't believe in mistakes. I believe in destiny, and I believe that we went through all of that and brought Jackson here, and Jackson kept us together. Uh, we were sure. going I was through just about to say the same thing. Our, our hardest Jackson times. Jackson totally kept us together. Totally held us together. Yeah. for sure. For sure. No, absolutely. So, like, why the vow renewal then? You know, well, because you like it's aside, like you said, from the wedding planning and planning like a whole event again. Um, why was it so important to you to actually do it? Because I feel like we we have to commemorate the existence of 10 years and celebrate that, number mm-hmm. one. But then also I want to renew the vows. Like I want to say vows now because I understand more what it means to be married, more than I understood it when mm-hmm. I was 26 years old. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So when you write vows at 26, you write vows based on where you are mentally, emotionally. Right. I'm at a completely different place now. For sure. Me sticking to those vows almost seem non-existent because my mindset has changed. Oh, they should evolve, which is crazy because when we did our vows, we opted not to do the traditional like repeat after me. Right. Um, My uncle, my my uncle, Kevin, shout out to Uncle Kirk, (laughs) Kevin Kirk. um, Who did the longest ceremony ever. Oh, my God. Our wedding was an hour and a half. 
the on cer- the fourth of the July. The ceremony was about fifty minutes long. He started preaching. It, it was, was ninety eight degrees outside. I was like, bruh. I almost passed out. Bruh. <laughs> I love your uncle. <laughs> I wanted to swing and on him. And he's an amazing, he gave an amazing sermon. But I that wanted just, to swing on him. That was just not the time and the place. In the middle bro. of the but, thing, I, I mean, was like, hey, it was super blessed. So <laughs> I'd like to say some of that blessings helped us get through the the, the ten years he, after that. She was trying to evangelize at our wedding. He was. He's calling out to the people. calls and all sorts of stuff. I was like, bro, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, like, this is the wrong event. Uncle Kurt, this is the wrong event. What are you doing? But, um... Hope I don't go to hell for saying I want to swing on a a preacher. Do you go to hell for that? (laughs) No, I don't think think you can. Jesus knows your heart. God knows your heart. heart. (laughs) I was joking. I ain't going to swing on Uncle Kurt. You won't. But, I mean, we didn't do the whole repeat after me thing. No. You know, um... He just kind of gave us like a overall, like, here's some things you can include in your vows, mm-hmm. which made sense. But we were very adamant about, you know, writing our own vows. So that way it was authentic to us. But vows, I think you're right, are kind of ever evolving, changing yes. with the times. And I think the recommitment was definitely something that's necessary for both of us. You know what yes. I mean? So the, I the recommitment is definitely important. And um, like I said, like I said before, you know, I made some mistakes and did some things in the first part of, I hate saying I made mistakes. I made some choices that were very selfish. Yes, you spoke about choices. The first part Mm -hmm. of our marriage that after doing this recommitment, I'm vowing to not make those same choices. Oh, for sure. And I think that it makes sense to restate those vows and Mm -hmm. say them out loud in front of our closest friends and family. Absolutely. You know, like I I feel like now I also want to say these vows in front of my sons. Because I want them to understand the value of of marriage and the value of a union. I want them to see me and their mom standing at the altar, committing to each other again. Mm -hmm. And now they're a little bit older. Jackson will definitely be old enough to understand and see it. Right. You know, but Kyra and Kaz, they'll be somewhere probably tearing up the the hotel or the (laughs) resort because that's what they do. But um, Jackson will be able to be like, wow, like my, my parents did that. Like they're doing that. Yeah. And then 10 years from now, we can do it again. And Cairo and Kaz can be there this time as teenagers. Sure. You know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, don't say teenagers. They were 10 years from now, they're going to be teenagers. That just made me so sad. And then our daughter needs to see us oh, 10 boy. years from I knew that was coming. <laughs> and then 10 years after that, we're going to have to. Right. You know what I'm so saying? So every 10 we're years, you guys to, can expect you know? for us to renew our vows if that's the case. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's funny because you, okay, so you mentioned the kids, which is a very huge part yes. for us. Um, and then that's funny because when I mentioned doing the vow renewal, I was like, hey, how about you? and I and the kids, the five of us, just like go somewhere, call our photographer friend, Joshua right. Dwayne, and be like, hey, bro, just come take some pictures of us on some mountaintop somewhere and it'll just be the five of us. Um, but then you made a good point and it made me realize, you know what, you were right. So we were not able to make it this far without our village of Absolutely. support, our support village, our Absolutely. tribe of people who have Absolutely. helped us get to this point. Absolutely. And we would be remiss and we would not be able to sleep if we did not acknowledge everyone who had a hand in helping us get to this Facts. point. Because I will Facts. tell you guys here and now today, our success is totally, totally possible because of the help that we get yes so it made sense to have again the closest people to us the people who our children know the people who help with our children when we're not around the people who have moved cross country shout out Mimi you know has has Mm -hmm. left her life behind in Brooklyn to come here you know on loan from my dad (laughs) 
<laughs> He's like, when's right. she coming back? You know, just just the family members, your brother Brian, who helps with Truck and Jackson back and forth when right. we were in Brooklyn. Like, just all the help that we get from our families. It was so necessary for us to have them there to celebrate in this. And, and to me, the vow renewal is not only just a vow renewal for us, but like you said, it's a celebration of our friends and family. If they made an investment in us early on in the, in the marriage, in the wedding, this is not our investment in them. This is for our sure. paying it back to them. Right. But also, like I said before, I want... I want my boys to see our culture. Mm -hmm. I want them to understand and experience that the union between two people is something sacred and it's something fun and enjoyable. And when they choose to get married, they're not going to sit back and be like, well, what's the husband's point in in a marriage? They can sit back and watch and be like, no, well, my dad did his vow renewal. He wanted things like this. He wanted to look like this. He wanted this person there. He wanted that person there. Mm -hmm. And I want them to feel strong enough to say, well, this is what I want. You so know that what? they that don't feel pushed me. out. That shocked me the first time around when we got married. I was expecting for you to just kind of be like, all right, whatever. Like, because I was told historically men don't really care about the weddings mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like, okay, whatever. Just you always hear the men say, oh, just tell me what time I got to be there. You know, right. that's just it. But Deval, on the other hand, was a very involved groom. He wanted to pick color schemes and whatnot out. Yes. So when I had my whole color scheme laid out and my girls in this color and that color and the floral arrangement yeah. like this, Deval was like, no, I, I want the, the wedding to be red. Red's my favorite color. And then she was mad. And I was like, but red doesn't go with my color scheme, Deval. Like, what do you mean? My color scheme. And my her color wedding. scheme. You see? I was like, you see what I'm like, saying, fellas? So I remember talking to our wedding planner at the time, and I was like, sis, like, this dude is talking about he wants red. How are we going to fit red in there? See, but think about so. that. <laughs> think about that. How do women expect men to be excited about a wedding when you don't want to include the men in the wedding process, no, the like, how is, was that supposed I didn't, it's not to happen? I didn't want to include you. I was just shocked that you wanted to be that involved in it and that hands-on. But then when I did want to be involved, fine. you were kind of taken back. Like, Yeah, I was just surprised by it because I was like, I didn't expect you to want to, like something like color. Like normally guys are like, oh, the food is good. Is it top shelf liquor? You know, who's the DJ? I want a dope limo. Like there were certain things. My, my, my fit got to be fly. But that's my point though. But I like, I just wasn't expecting that from you. But that's my point. How do women expect men to be excited about the wedding process if y'all automatically exclude us from so many so many of the processes because you assume that we're not going to be involved or we don't want to be involved well fool me once y'all I'm just I'm just being honest I was like I want to wear this I want to wear that where the first time around I was like oh you love red so much so much where's some red drawers all in the day (laughs) since you love red so much see she going to my drawers right (laughs) let the record show that as talking about the wedding and the vows the first person to talk about drawers was Kadeem not me. It was Kadeem. That's fine. I like you in some red drawers. So, you know, we like to pull out, you know, some facts and some articles and whatnot. And our producer, Jackie, she, you know, found some tidbits and stuff. You think you're about, such a journalist, don't I'm you? I'm just saying, I like to have the facts and I have my team help me do the research. So, that being said. You're fine, so. Um, <laughs> you're fine, so. Whenever you pick the paper up, <laughs> y'all can't what? see she picked the paper up and she goes like this. She has her pen. And and my little, like, notes I make on it she's and everything. Because like, I got to keep you on track. Because I'll be out here talking, rambling and whatnot. I know I have to, I have I to get better it. with that. It's just like a thing that happens as I... Anyway, it's like clearing of the throat. <laughs> you know, there you go. Um, this New York Times article on why couples renew their vows. List some reasons on why people renew their vows. Let's see if there's anything that coincides with us. One couple said that they wanted to have another reception to include new friends and families like in-laws, new nieces, and nephews. Opposite for us, we want to get rid of some people. <laughs> but, um, I was about to say, <laughs> I cannot concur on that one. We trying to chat people, but I... <laughs> 
<laughs> to each their own. Another couple said they wanted a chance to do things they missed out on the first time, like actually getting to eat some of the wedding cake. <laughs> I could rock with that. Yeah. I don't even remember our wedding. We I, had it a was wedding a cake. We had um, a, a dessert thing. Oh, one thing I do remember from our wedding, which we'll have to have this time around again, around again is um, Jamaican rum cake, black cake. Okay. That's like a staple at every at yes. every West Indian function. Yes. You have to have Jamaican black cake. So yes. we're going to have to make sure. Who makes good black cake? Somebody email me. Let me know if y'all have like an auntie or somebody, granny, that makes a good <laughs> black cake. One man said that he wanted to show friends and families how friends and family how he's changed since his first wedding. He described himself as immature and an absent husband and father. He wanted to use this vow renewal to show that he'd become a better, calmer person who puts his family first. I would agree with this. Right. They I never I never thought I was an a- absent no, yeah, I father. Think you've been that. I think that I've been absent as a husband at times. Facts. Trying so hard to be a present father and trying so hard to right. build, to build our family. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do feel like I've been absent sometimes. And as I can a husband. say that I've been an absent yeah. wife for sure. I could agree with that. Um a marriage therapist said that a lot of her patients decide to have a vow renewal ceremony after therapy as a celebration of work they've done together in therapy and as a way to reconnect. Uh, Deadass Podcast, y'all been our therapy sessions. <laughs> we told you about that. <laughs> yes. So I can kind of agree for myself, yes. at least. I know DeVal gave his why on why the vow renewal. But for me, I can take a little bit from the second and third. From, um, you know, homeboy that said he felt he was immature and absent as a father. I think there was a, lo- a level of immaturity that I had to going into marriage, not knowing what it meant to be a wife or the work that it was going to take to be invested in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am 10 years later from that point, knowing like, wow, a lot of the things that that were just surface level and just material at the time really means so much more to me now, having worked through the past 10 years with DeVal through children, yeah. business ventures, yeah. uh, ups, downs, you know, highs, lows, all that. Um, and also, too, we've spoken so much about some of our issues openly on this podcast, yes, um, which we've learned is very relatable for a lot of couples. Yes. I can't tell you guys how many times, you know, we've gotten, of course, emails, listener letter, DMs, all that. Um, but it becomes a little bit more tangible for us when we actually meet people in person, like even at our live shows or yeah. if we bump into someone at the airport that says, you guys saved my marriage because I feel like I'm not the only one going through this. Like so you've deep. put a level of That's normalcy so to my quote-unquote problems, they're not really problems. They're just like people issues that we deal with and that we are worth working on. So for me, um, going back to my why with the vow renewal, I feel like this is going to be kind of like a celebration for me to say, I'm celebrating the new woman that I am as DeVal's wife and as the mother to these three boys and knowing so much more than I knew 10 years ago, I feel like the recommitment is necessary for sure. I agree for sure. With you. And I, agree I think with it's going to be a great time. And uh, yes, I would like some cake. I want, and I appreciate I want you. Cake. And I want to dance with you again. Yes. Yeah, I want to dance with you and slow dance. And I want to walk down the aisle again. Yes, you're going to walk down the aisle like Gina did in Martin? <laughs> I am. With both her hands with down, slow, swinging at the same time. Yeah, with the slow walk and the drag <laughs> step and all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> so for sure. But we're just not going to have. 330 people and we're not going to spend the kind of money we spent last time because no. according, according to the not one more one more little statistics Here I have for go. y'all before I leave you a little survey according to the knots real wedding survey from 2018 a couple spent a couple will spend on average thirty three thousand nine hundred and thirty one dollars on their wedding that includes the cost of the engagement ring Round about $5,900. And in 2010, an average wedding cost just over 27000 So it's increasing 
clearly, if it was 27, 7,000 in 2010, 2018, 33,000, where are we at in 2020, y'all? Well, I will say this. We spent well over that average in 2010. Facts. For all those damn people we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ain't doing that The again. average couple hosts... 131 guests, and 72% of those surveys said that their top priority was ensuring their guests were taken care of and had a good time. So, yeah, so we, we was have at 300. People. So, so I just want y'all to look at this, because I ain't going to put my business out on the street, right? <laughs> they said late. they had 131 guests, and the average on that 131 guests was 33,000. We had 300, 330 people show up? Yeah. So y'all do the math on how much our wedding cost and how stupid that was. It was so stupid. So stupid. So this time around... We're going to have yes. a fraction of the guests, and top priority is going to be that Deval and I yes. have a grand old time. Great time with the people that we love. A grand old time yes. with the people that we love. And with the woman I love, because I love you, girl. Oh, I love you too, I baby. love you so it's much. It's going to be so exciting. What a great yes. way to wrap the season. I know. It's almost like a cliffhanger. Right. So y'all got to make sure that y'all follow the hashtag, okay? Follow the hashtag. Um, what's the hashtag again? Oh. Uh, <laughs> make sure y'all follow the hashtag. What a hashtag? <laughs> Ellis, <laughs> Ellis Vow Renewal 2020. Man. I started that on Instagram with a couple photos and stuff here and there. Yes. And of course, I'm going to be doing some uh, pieces on my, my blog. So make sure you catch up with that as well. And the other hashtag, and, uh, baby E4 on the waves. See, what you shouldn't have did, Val, what you messed up at was after we did a Val Renal shoot for Be Collective magazine, Deval went on camera and gave all sorts of falsehoods, saying that the only reason why he's doing this Val Renal is because I promised him another baby. That is false. I didn't say a falsehood. I'm going on the record. Where's the no, camera? I didn't. Going on the record and letting y'all know that that is not true. That little deal never happened. We never shook on it. That did not happen. So please don't come with me for no babies tell y'all something, man. This. Women... Women, can you being a renigger? Can I can I even say that? Can I? I don't even know how to say. It. Y'all know what reneging is, right? I can't call you a renigger. That just sounds messed up. You are, <laughs> you are, uh, man. I I want to call you a renigger. She's reneging. She's taking back her on her on her deal. I said I to her. Never I, she said, said that. She said, Deval, would you marry me again? And I said, Would you have another baby for, for me again? And she was like, If we have a vow renewal, you didn't say that. I did not say that. You did. You did. Maybe in your dreams. I can't. I want to, Maybe oh, in your dreams one night. Oh, you are but, a uh, re-N-word. You are a re-N-word. Well, this last you question, are as we wrap this episode. <laughs> you are a re-N-word. Where do, you, where do you see yourself for like your 20th, for our 20th wedding anniversary? We had 10. I got to think about 20. We didn't even, we, we even get to 10. Can't we dream, though? The same when you want to dream about a baby. I just want to dream about where we're going to be in 20 years. Where do we see ourselves in 20 years? You want my honest opinion? Yes. In my honest opinion, 10 years from now, we'll have five kids because you'll get pregnant and we'll have twin girls. We'll live in a oh, big house man. in Atlanta. Now fairy, fairy tales. We'll live in a big... You asked me. You asked okay, me. Can all I, right, go ahead. Can I, uh, can I not even finish my dream? Go ahead. Finish We talked your about dream. your dream. <laughs> to wake you up. And how I almost got broke trying to give you your dream. I can't even talk about my dream on the podcast. Go ahead. So we'll have twin girls, uh-huh. right? We'll live in Atlanta in a huge house. Mm-hmm. Jackson will be on his way to college. He'll be an All-American. He'll receive a scholarship. Wait, I don't want to go there. And No, you ask these questions. Uh, he'll be receiving a scholarship okay. to go to college to play basketball mm-hmm. at Stanford. 
or a prestigious HBCU. And Cairo and Cass will be following in his footsteps. They'll be All-Americans heading into high school because they're going to play whatever sport they want to play. Cairo's probably going to play an instrument or probably be doing some sort of TV. Kaz will be... Dodging the gram. Yeah, definitely dodging. He'll be the only kid that nobody knows. (laughs) My two princesses... Oh, man. My two princesses will be nine years old, and they'll look just like their mom, and they'll sit on my right shoulder and my left shoulder, (laughs) and we'll just be walking around our big, huge mansion in Atlanta together. (laughs) And that's where we'll be 10 years from now. Planning planning our second vow renewal, and I'll let them two pick my whole outfit and everything. They'll Them two can design everything <laughs> daddy wants to wear. <laughs> this is great. Yes. That's a great little story there. I don't even want to say my 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 twenty year anniversary where I say you took you took all the words out of my mouth, I with the exception plan. of the daughters. But um, but yeah, you know, um, you know, I'll probably say this as the moment of truth. I think this is a good moment of truth question. We'll do a little twist on it. Okay. Right? So when we come back from the break with the ads and all that stuff and listener letters, your moment of truth question is going to be something that you still appreciate about me or each other after 10 years of marriage and 18 years being together. Okay. Won't that be a cute little moment of truth? Yeah. yeah. I already know what it is. You know what it is? Yes. All right. So hold it. Hold that. I'm holding. We talked all about renewal. We're going to take a quick break. Move into listener letters, moment of truth, all that good stuff, but let's do some ads first, okay? Deal? Deal. 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 This for the record. There it is, a win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking... What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. All right, so we did a lot of babbling this time around, you know, this whole season. Let's get into our last bit of final uh, listener letters. We had so many to sift through this season. It's the last episode of the season, but I'm going to say it like it's the first. This is Kadeen's favorite part of the show. It is my favorite part. Because she be reading the emails and be like, all I hear is, oh! Let me tell you, it's better than some of them Zane novels from back in the day <laughs> and well, your coldest winter ever and all them, them books. Yes. Shout out to people who remember what those business. are. Those were the jams back in the day. All right, you want me to read this first read one? That. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Hey, Kadena DeVal. What's up? I recently got engaged back in November. And so my question is, do you think I'll regret not having a wedding? My fiance and I talked about it and just want to have a ceremony and go on a nice, relaxing vacation. I had a conversation with a friend and family member and was told that she regretted not having a wedding. 
I don't want that to happen to me, but I, but in our situation, we'd be the only ones paying for our wedding without the help of our parents, so it is very expensive. I would like to have one, but I would rather do a ceremony and go on a vacation since it is way more affordable. Everyone around us seems to keep trying to change our minds and trying to get us to have a wedding, so I keep having mixed emotions. No, Girl, sis. Bye. Listen. This is what you tell them. Bye. 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 As you get on your plane and you go on your vacation, because what they want is for you to have a wedding so, so they, they can, can come Say and they can eat and they can drink and they can be merry and leave your ass in debt. Or... Or you can say, everybody's trying to change my mind. How about y'all chip together and throw us a wedding? Start a GoFundMe page. How Boom. about that? Listen, yo, you guys are making possibly the smartest decision of your life. And I'm going to tell you like this. The wedding is never going to go anywhere. Exactly. What you can do is, is go on a vacation, right? Save the money. Mm-hmm. Buy your first house. Then have the big wedding that you want to have. In five rather years. Rather than trying to sc- scrimps and, and, and put it together for nothing. Sis, you can have it five years. We're Here we are having a whole ass one vow renewal ten years ten later. Ten years later. The wedding ain't going nowhere. So not. don't listen to them. They want to be able to dress up and come to your, your events and all that good stuff. No. Now, if you can do afford it, it you and you can it. do it the way you want to do it, of course. Absolutely. But if you, if you, if no one's going to help you, and right now you're not in a good financial situation, do not put yourself in debt to appease your friends. Don't do it. Or family. Don't do it. We've done that already. Don't do it. Where are those people, Deval? Do you realize that? They listening to the podcast right now and pissed because they know they're not coming to the vow renewal. No. That's where they are. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, but we've become those people that's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, I remember people telling me little things back in the day when I was younger. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, eh, whatever, I'm going to do what I want anyway. But no, don't do it, sis. We're telling you because you wrote it and you asked. So clearly yeah, you only because you asked. Yeah. <laughs> now, if, if you wanted to do it, I'd be like, go ahead and do it. <laughs> go ahead and but do it. But if you don't want to do it, no, don't do it, it. The wedding and the festivities is not going anywhere. And if you do decide that you want to have one or you're feeling regrets later on, go ahead and throw yourself a wedding, sis. A big wedding. A big one. Yes. And then invite who you want to invite. Yes. There we go. That was easy. Yes. <laughs> Next one. I do understand that every individual must define their own relationship and the terms of what works for them. But as a foundation, how would both of you define what exactly a wife or husband is? What qualities are pivotal? What expectations should you have on your spouse that will be different from just a boyfriend or a girlfriend relationship? Overall, what does it mean to be married? Long story short. You want to go first? I mean, I'm just happy somebody's asking these questions because I'm assuming this person is not married yet. So they want to know what exactly goes into it. These are probably the questions I should have been asking prior <laughs> to get, getting married. Right. So kudos to you for asking these questions because I didn't actually ask the questions about what yes. goes into being a wife. Um, what are some pivotal life-changing decisions that are going to be made? Um, so, 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 yeah, shout out to you for that. Um Go ahead, Deval. Go ahead and start. You look like you're like ready to talk. Yes, I am because I, you know, people always often debate about this, right? Mm Because I say all the time that marriage is a business, Mm -hmm. right? It is technically a business. In order to get married, you have to go and apply papers through the state, and through the state, you are legally binded to this person that you're married to. Which means when you die, your debt or your assets. Go to your wife or husband, period. Marriage is a business, right? I can sit here and lie to you and say it's about the love and trust and communication and blah, blah, blah. But you can have that with a boyfriend or girlfriend, correct? True. Yes. Once you decide to sign on that line and become someone's life partner, you are legally obligated to certain things. With that being said, once you are a wife or a husband, you have to start thinking about these decisions as a business. You can't be as selfish because if you're a boyfriend or girlfriend and you decide, you know, I don't want to be with this person, you can walk away. And you can walk away with the same things that you came with. 
when you're married and you decide that you don't want to be with this person, if that happens, there's a lot more tied into that. Right. So the decisions you make while in that marriage have to be taken with the same type of importance, which means you guys should discuss more finances. You should discuss uh, um, your will. You should discuss your tax options. You should discuss who you vote for because who you vote for, and this is a, a huge thing, who you vote for may not affect you personally, but it's, it may affect both of you together. Hmm. So back in the day when you were dating, and you didn't speak to people about politics, it didn't matter. But now if you guys are sharing the household and your income is affected by taxes and tax write-offs, depending on who you vote for, you and your wife should discuss these things. Mm -hmm. And I just think that when you get married, you should start looking at your life as a business. The love is going to be there because if the love is there, that's when you ask somebody to marry you. For sure. If y'all a boyfriend and girlfriend for some years or some months and y'all love each other, and all that stuff is there, cool. Do not forget the business part of marriage. I guess I mean I guess that would be the biggest change because you look about a boyfriend and girlfriend, especially say for example someone who's been dating for a long amount of time, and you know you have those those couples mm -hmm. who are just been dating for like years and years and years, and they just never decide to actually get married legally and sign on the dotted line. Yes. I, I even think about your grandma. Um, your your nanny, yeah. like she was with you know Papa John for over twenty years. over twenty years, just boyfriend and girlfriend living together, all that. I right. guess that would be considered common law. So there's yes. certain laws associated with that that I'm not privy to. I'm not sure, but they were together for a very very long time, and then you know decided to retire, and then eventually got married. And I think at that point it probably made sense because when you're married, especially at that age, you mm -hmm. know your assets. You think about things where they're going to be going. Four hundred one k retirement, yeah, and who has like that Social next of kin, yes. um, responsibility and all that for sure. Um, so yeah, that's a very, very good point too. And then, yeah, there's also to the, I don't, I, I know for some people I've heard like it's different when you're dating someone for a long amount of time and then you finally married, you can call them a husband or wife. But there's so much more that goes into the title yes. of a husband and a wife. And a lot of that too is a lot of selflessness that goes into it because yes. it's considering the whole unit versus yes. just the individual, whereas boyfriend and girlfriend and things can be very separate you know, Absolutely. At times. Um, so there definitely is like the entire unit. Bless you. Thank you. There's the entire unit now that you have to take into consideration and making those decisions that are very selfless sometimes or having to compromise on certain things um, and having discussions about things that you can't just move on your own. You're going to have to like move as a unit. So that's the biggest thing is like trying to be on the same page. I think um, within a marriage is very important as a wife and, you know, taking care of your baby. I think I'm, I'm glad you said that taking care of your baby and just all the work you put in when you're dating someone. Mm -hmm. Normally, when people get married, a lot of times it stops right? because you put all this work in to get to know someone, to love someone, to trust someone, to be with someone. Then you get married and, and it's it like assumed off. that that's it's there now. You're right. my wife. You're my right. husband. It stops. Like, you know how I feel. Right. You know how I feel. Like, we good. Like, no. That same energy that you had to try to gain that person's trust to become a husband or a wife, you have to keep that to keep your marriage. Yes. But with that being I'll said— I'll be difficult. Yes. <laughs> and it is difficult. Right. But to be honest, it was difficult to get to this point. It's Very difficult true. to maintain this point. For sure. But with that being said, nothing changes love-wise once you get married. Yep. Only thing that changes is the fact that you are technically a business. Like, like, seriously, I, and I don't think people understand that why I keep saying marriage is a business. God forbid something would have happened to your husband or wife. Whatever debt they have rolls over on you now. Whatever 
assets they have rolls over on you. Those kind of like financial responsibilities. Those financial responsibilities have to be taken care of by us as a community because that's the only way we're going to build generational wealth and be able to pass things on to the future generations by taking marriage and the business of marriage seriously. The lovey-dovey stuff, that's going to be there if you work for it. If you work for it. But the business, you got to be on top of that. All right now. Tell them. I'm passionate about this. Tell them. You You should be passionate about this too because- You sound like an expert. We went into debt getting married. (laughs) You know? Thankfully, we're out of that. And think about what we can do for our kids. No, for sure. To be honest, and then this is not, you know, this is not me patting myself on the back, but Kadena and I have done things financially to be able to put things away for our children. And now it's to a point where if my son or my daughter, saying if we have a daughter, were to get married, I can offer them the opportunity to have the wedding that they want, mm-hmm. not go in debt, and provide them with a place to live so that they can start off with a nest egg right. rather than starting off in debt. Yeah, and we're not accepting applications for y'all's daughters or sons, <laughs> just to put that out there. <laughs> you, yeah, do you understand that your sons I, are going to get married at some I point? Right? Then stop trying it. to hold on to these boys. I get it. Stop. They're going to get married, <laughs> and they're not going to forget about you. I know they won't. They, they had no choice by that. Too. They're not. Okay. And right. we're going to be a nesty, a empty nest house. We're going to be able I to know. swing from the chandeliers. Oh, I'm looking forward to you that. Know? I want an all-white place. Somewhere all-white where the kids will See? not even be able to come to. So they won't know where it's at. All that good stuff. We can marry so them I can off. actually have like a nice, nice. put-together space. Give them a nice foundation. Make sure that they're good. Make sure our grandkids are good. And that's just what's that's great about years. this. I love that. You know? Dap me up. Dap you up. Bow. Bow. All right. Yes. So just because we're done for the season does not mean that the listen letters have to stop. If you have something on your heart, if something's going on, <laughs> even in our hiatus, please make sure that you reach out to us. Email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. The yes. email box is always open. Yes. All right now. And, uh, you know, if you want to be featured as a, as, as a listener letter, be sure to hit us up there. All right, so I talked about the moment of truth. We're going to do it a little different because normally it's just like a recap of the mm-hmm. episode, our takeaway. But I had a particular question for you um, as we close on out. What's something that you still appreciate about me or each other or our relationship after 10 years married and 18 years of being together? This is the God's honest truth. I can appreciate Don't steal that mine. you and I are still best friends. Oh! You just hit your head. head. See that? You just hit your head. I just hit, hit my head because I rub knew it. you were going to say that to right, I just rubbed your head. Now you got to rub mine. This is exactly why we're still together and why we're having another round. I was going to say, I heard what you said. What? I just said, I'm rubbing your head, so now you got to rub mine. Shut up, Val. <laughs> anyway, I was literally going to say that we're still like best buddies. We still laugh about nothing. Yes. We still, God forgive us, but we make fun of people. <laughs> Together, we be in the we car, do. people watching, laughing at people. We do. We clown about something. Finish things. each other's sentences still. Part of the reason why you guys know us is because on social media, you follow the funny, silly videos. Right. And people say, you know, I hope your your relationship, you know, is really as good as it looks on social media. And I'll be honest, guys, we laugh and joke and are able to make funny videos because we are best friends. Legit. I love you. I love you, like, too. I love you. My moment of truth too, for sure. is that. I fucking love you. That's what we still appreciate about it. We're, we're like legitimately friends, like till the end. Aww. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. When your when your road is 
Rough ahead in your miles and your miles from your nice warm bed. Hey. You got a friend in me. <laughs> We're so you got a friend in me. I'm glad you knew the lyrics to the rest of it because I didn't know anything past. <laughs> I could tell. You got a friend in me. You was doing that nervous laugh. Like, I hope he don't, he's in that, hope he don't <laughs> ask me to start singing. Don't too. turn the mic my way. <laughs> don't turn the mic my way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All righty. Give him one last out- outro, baby, for the yes. for so, the road. This is the last show of the season. That Thank you so, so much for quickly, listening. That Deval. It did. It did. I feel like we have so much fun. Do y'all have so much fun with us? Because we sure as heck have fun making these for you guys. I do hope y'all have For sure. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to continue following us. What do you mean if you want to continue? You better continue to follow us on social media. Damn, you going to threaten the people here? She threatening (laughs) y'all? Bitch, follow us on social media. That's I Am DeVal. Anchor Dean I Am. And subscribe to Deadass on Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe absolutely and we love 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 you guys please be sure to stick around season 4 will be here before you know it but in the meantime we're going away to get married real quick again peace dead ass Deadass is a production of Stitcher. We are produced by Jackie Sojiko and Denora Pena. Our executive producer, T-Square. Our associate producers are Tribble and Kristen Torres. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns. And last but not least, we are mixed by Andy Kristen. back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>